This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements, surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule, verified by rigorous independent testing. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash bioticsresearch. That's drhoffman.com slash bioticsresearch for Biomega fish oil. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly summary of questions, wherein you send your questions to radio program at AOL.com, and we respond. And by we, I mean yours truly, along with our nutritionist in residence, who's Layla Mutin. Layla and I work together on a daily basis at our practice in Manhattan. And uh, we've got a lot of questions in the mailbox, but uh, I want to comment on, you know, today is, um, today is uh, Ash Wednesday. Oh, yes. And usually, it's a different Ash Wednesday, because usually Ash Wednesday in Manhattan, there's a lot of Catholics in, Ash, in Manhattan. So you usually, you're walking down the street, you see all these people, and at first, yeah. if you're not Catholic, you don't realize it's Ash Wednesday, and you see like, oh, this person... They're walking around smudge, with, with, yeah, a smudge, a smudge on their, their forehead. forehead. <laughs> Excuse me, did you know that you have a smudge? But then you realize yeah. it's deliberate, it, and it's either a very well-defined cross, uh-huh. or in some cases, just a smudge. Mm-hmm. You know, there are different, like, styles of Ash Wednesday um, uh, crosses that people uh, apply, you know, with the ash to the forehead, you know, yeah. it's custom, it's Lent. Uh, yeah. And so, but this is different this week, mm-hmm. uh, because... It's COVID. Mm. So what are people doing for Ash Wednesday? So I actually, in the lunchroom here where we uh, work, uh, we share an office with our other practitioners and the receptionist of one of the other practitioners was having lunch there. And um, I know we got to talking and uh, she said, uh, she was starting, you know, talking about uh, Ash Wednesday. I, said, I, I commented because she, she said, I'm having fish today because it's Lent. I said, oh, it's oh, Ash Wednesday. Yeah. I said, well, uh, you're Catholic, but you don't have a, a, a uh, you know, I didn't say a smudge. You don't, right. have, your, you don't have your smudge. Where is you don't have that, whatever, yes. the cross. Yes. And she said, oh, she says, well, it's different this year because the Pope actually administered that mm-hmm. to people in Vatican City. And what he, what they're doing this year is they're just applying it to the top of the forehead, just a little bit of ash. Yes. You know, like to, the, to minimize uh, the contact. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm not sure how much better that is. I guess at arm's length, you can sprinkle some uh, of the anointment uh, dust, the ash, right. on people's foreheads. And so we got to talk, and I said, well, what about this? Why don't we have like a drive-in... Uh, Ash Wednesday, where you know you you just drive up to the parish, roll down the window, and then uh, the priest you know takes a long pole you know with the ash on the end of like a like a branding iron, but a cool branding iron oh. with the cross with yeah, the, with the ash, and then you know, like a like a remote like a socially distanced apple. right, but make sure not to poke them in the eye exactly. <laughs> 
there could be some liability there. They may have checked with the uh, you know the attorneys and you know that that's, right. You know, but so it's all kinds of uh, adaptations around that. Yeah, uh, I heard on the news that they were putting putting the ash maybe on the on on your on, on the, the back of your hands. I guess that qualifies. But she also mentioned something. Interesting. She said, you know, uh, Christmas. She said everybody who went to church that day got COVID. Oh. Every so it was like a real it was like a super spreader event. Wow. And uh, so uh, they got COVID, but did they get sick? Well, is the question. It varied. It yeah. varied. So yeah. uh, the other uh, unusual event uh, that actually happened with me is uh, I got called for jury duty. Oh. And so I had deferred it in October when we were in the the peak of the pandemic, and I think yeah. I sort of kicked it down the road. And then uh, they gave me a several months deferral. But then they said, this is your, you, you've already deferred once. You've got to show up. So I go down there. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, who's going to show up for this? And when I got down there, just downtown Manhattan. First of all, downtown Manhattan is like eerily quiet. There's like usually like lots of traffic and lots of people. There's no, I mean, nobody there. And uh, I had to, you know, I took the subway down there, which I try to avoid. But from time to time, I take the subway uh, I had a filling fallout, so I had to go on the subway the other day. Oh. Uh, so, so I get there, and there are all these people there. There's a big line. You have to go through a metal detector when you go into oh, the sure. courtroom. courtroom. And there's a yeah. big line, and you know, and and they say, "Are you here for jury duty?" Yes, I'm here for jury. Everybody's here for jury duty, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the grand jury. Mm. And so on the way, I, I saw this kind of lost person on the way, and uh, you know, I, I said, "Are." are you know, she said, I'm looking for 100 Center Street. I said, are you, are you there for jury duty? And she said, yeah. So we, we walked together to the to the uh, jury duty. Uh-huh. And she said, you know, there's no exemptions for this. Uh, you know, you, regardless of your political views, you know, you could be wearing a MAGA hat or you could be wearing a, a BLM hat. It or you could be Archie Bunker. Or you could be, any, you, you, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. They just want like a, a, a person with a... a Heart, heartbeat and a breath you know, <laughs> to sit on that grand jury. Yeah. Because, you know, the old expression is you can, you know, a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot of, you know, uh, uh, political uh, acumen to right. review a case. So anyway, so I, I, I'm i in dread of this because I'm thinking I have a lot of patients scheduled. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it was actually good yesterday because it was a slow day, so we managed to move the patients over. Yeah. But uh, so I had the day, and I was thinking, like, oh, you know, I'll sit it out, and as usual, you know, you sit, and then they call you, or they don't call you, and then you, they dismiss you after a couple of days. So I go in there, and to my horror, I discovered that the grand jury is for ten days, mm. ten business days, mm. and uh, if you get selected, right, and. Uh, you you have the use of your cell phone. They give you like break time, mm-hmm. you know, sort of make some calls or transact some business, and you get a lunch hour. And who's going to want a lunch hour down there? Because everything's closed. So you know, it's like, it's yeah. So uh, I, I get in there, and so they there's this big room with like over a hundred people in there. Now socially distanced because the room could have accommodated three hundred people, but there were a yeah. lot of empty chairs, and the chairs were designated like you can sit here, don't sit here. You know, yeah. this, this seat is unavailable. They put some they tape spread on it, out. it or a sign on it but, or something. But it was a it was a crowded room. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, what a paradox! You know, you you the kids can't go to school, um, you can't go to a restaurant. Okay, you can, but it's like twenty five percent capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all these things you can't do, but you have to go to the grand jury with a lot of people. Now everybody was wearing masks, okay, and they were socially distanced, sure. but yeah. you know, it was a little skeevy. So the deal was, they said you can 
uh, ask for a deferral, but if you get to ask for a deferral, they'll, they'll kick it down the can. They'll call you in a few months. So I'd be up against the same thing in April. Sure. Or you can, quote, serve. Mm-hmm. So they said, uh, they made an announcement of the PA. They said, we're going to select 23 people for the grand jury. And I'm looking around and there's like over 100 people there. And I'm thinking, I, instead of kicking it down the can, I'm going to take my chances. So what they do is they collect all the cards. They put them in like one of those bingo, you know, things that they right. roll around, you know. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. And then lottery. They, and it's a lottery. Uh-huh. And they pick it out. So I'm standing there as they pick it out. And they go through the, the, the names. And uh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, you know, each time it's like the crack of doom. Like, <laughs> And our next contestant is, mm-hmm. and they read a different name, they read a different name, they read a different name. Finally, they go, this is our last contestant or our last, you know, jury, uh, ran jury uh, yeah. applicant. And, uh, whew, and I dodged a bullet. Now, the good news is just showing up constitutes us having served. There you go. Now, the, yeah. peop- the poor people got selected. They got to sit through that 10-day thing. Right. Now, some of them may have wanted to do that. That's their civic duty. And, you know, frankly, if I was retired sure. and I had nothing else to do, I'd, Absolutely. it'd be interesting. It'd be and like, it's a civic duty. It's true. Yeah. You know, it'd be like uh, an episode of, uh, you know, uh, you know whatever it's called, you know, CSI or something like that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I was, I was happy not to because I'm busy with stuff and seeing yeah. patients. And most of the other people there were very relieved not to get picked. Yeah. You get a four-year deferral mm-hmm. for having gone through that. You know, it, and yeah. you know, as, I, as we're doing this, I, 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 I whispered to the guy across the table, I said, this is like Russian roulette. It's like one bullet in the barrel. You take your chances uh-huh. and, you know, spin the barrel. Right. And, and then I said to myself, don't get overwrought with that analogy because... You're going to live through this. <laughs> it's not like exactly. It's not like you know D Day on Omaha Beach where right. you know you had a one in ten chance of you know getting hit by a bullet or maybe more more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people have been through worse ordeals. True. So that you're done for four years. I'm done for four years. Yes. All right. There you go. All right. They and didn't call your name. Yeah. Yep. They didn't call my name. So that was my little COVID venturing forth <laughs> uh, ordinarily would it's not nice choose to be out it, 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 it was a beautiful day yeah. it was a, it, today it's is nice to today is out. freezing but yesterday was yeah. 50 degrees mm-hmm. it was it was nice to walk around even, yeah. even though the city is kind of you know low-key and deserted yeah anyway uh, coming back to questions radio program at aol.com yes. is our destination for questions what have we in the mailbag we've got a note from Kelly <clears throat> Could you talk about the relationship between our circadian rhythms and health and the integration of circadian rhythm, health, eating, and even personal productivity? This is a a very big issue. Yes. If you don't get a good night's sleep, you're not going to be so productive. Right. But also shift workers who work out of cadence with the body's normal circadian rhythm have all kinds of health problems. But it's also interesting that there is some science that suggests that when you take a medication is as important as if you take a medication. That certain medications work better when given at certain times of the day. They're working out the science to that. There are what are called clock genes that actually... Are, govern our circadian rhythms. They're, Clock genes. Yes, they're they're very much inbred, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, this kind of all goes back to the saying, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yes. These daily routines, and my circadian rhythm is very locked in. I rarely deviate from it. I'm kind of a boring person now. You know, so I don't party hardy into the middle of the boring night. Boring is so good. It, it can be good. It's good for your health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm resigned to boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's a really, you know, because I, I, I go to sleep and I sleep well. And then I wake up at a certain time at the crack of dawn. Usually you can readjust your circadian rhythm with, uh, if you use SAD lights, for example. Right. If it's dark where you live or you don't have enough light or it's this time of year. Mm-hmm. And you can s- sort of reset your clock. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad, however, for shift workers. Yes. And I've actually had quite a few patients over time who have been shift workers. And I said, you know, I can give you vitamins, I can change your diet. But I think very essential for you, you may not be able to do it immediately, but aspire to work normal hours. Mm-hmm. If you're a cop <clears throat> or if you're a uh, nurse, yeah. uh, see if you can get on the normal shift, you know, the, the eight to four shift, yeah. uh, because it's going to be much better for your health. Yeah. It's the same number of hours, mm-hmm. but it, preferable to the midnight to 8 a.m. shift. Back when I was in college, uh, I took I, I was I was making a little money on the side working as a waitress oh, doing yeah. different shifts. I was a waiter too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The lunch shifts were great because the lunches in the yeah. city were busy. But then I worked at a diner out in Jackson Heights, Queens. <laughs> and I worked uh oh this had to be in the summer on break from college. Hold on. Because I was they they had me work a six PM to six AM shift. What? In the sleepy little neighborhood at the time of Jackson Heights. Yeah. So 12 hours from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Can I tell you, I didn't last a week. Oh. I was not able to sleep. Yeah. yeah. It didn't matter what I put over the windows. It didn't work. Yeah. I just couldn't. And then I was fried. I was 20. What's my... I should have been able to withstand that. Younger people are more likely to adapt to that. Yeah. But you reach a certain age where your uh, chronobiology becomes a little less supple. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I recall working as a waiter, yeah. uh, which is, a, by the way, that being a waiter is a great, great medical training because oh. it's like, you know, it, it's, you're running around kind of on roller skates, you know, like, yeah. you know, taking orders and like memorizing stuff. Yeah. And then it was perfect for when I was a medical uh, resident because, you know, like running from place to place and like memorize, like, like you're, 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 you're balancing all these, these, it's like in a, in a, in a waiting job it's tables but yeah. you're balancing patients keeping track of what is going on yeah and withstanding it you know and also working late nights because i would get off at two in the morning mm. and i'd be so wind up, wound up i'd go to what's called an after hours bar oh totally which was oh, most yeah. <laughs> that was mostly for uh people who were night uh-huh. workers right and they would go there and and, and meet and drink and yeah. relax yeah in and, new york that's after 4 a.m yeah but we, you exactly. Were probably, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we, we would we would you go to La Crack of Dawn, right, and then then go to sleep. Yeah, and, but not a very good conducive thing for productivity. No, I don't think. No, no, no. I I love the the waitressing because it was money in my pocket every day. Real the money. tips were good. Yes, it was real money in my yeah. pocket every day. It wasn't day. a pay stub. It was you like know. cash exactly. money. You're green. You know, I could eat and I could buy that textbook. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. So that was that was something. But circadian rhythms are so important. I wonder if Anthony Fauci was ever a waiter. I would like to know that. Now, I think I would... he was in government all his life, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, At NIH, probably... most of his career. That's not good Not good clinical training. No. 
<laughs> do you think he could last for like you know, you know, in a in a busy you know uh, inpatient uh, you know, I mean outpatient setting? I don't. Know. Well, maybe if he triple masks. That's true. <laughs> I, I just, with this mask thing, I'm thinking the people yeah. are going to look like the invisible man after a while. It's like mask after mask after mask. It, apropos of that, you yeah. know, I don't know if you heard my show this weekend, but I was talking about how that recommendation got in place. Mm-hmm. And it's on very uh, shaky ground, you know, because what they did is they did a study. Yeah. Of course, it's based on a study, but the study was done with dummies and they were, they measured airflow. And they measured particle penetration through double masks. And technically, you may get like uh, 60% with uh, one mask and 75% with two and 90% with three. But yeah, this with a dummy. And the dummy is not a human. And humans have a tendency to not do it. Yeah. You know, it's not like... Uh, like condoms are 100% effective mm-hmm. when you use them. Mm-hmm. And so they end up in real life not being 100% effective. Right, <laughs> right. That's true too, right? Oh my gosh. Well, Kelly, thank you very much for that question. So yeah, I hope that there's not going to be... First, there's a mask mandate. Then they're going to say, mm. I'll see you and raise you one. It's a double mask mandate. It's a double mask. It's like, it's like you don't even want to wear a mask. No, no. Four masks. Go for six. Oh <laughs> right. no, that person is fainted. You know, oops. Wear good mask. Look, we yeah. know that masks are not one hundred percent. You know, so that yeah. being said, yeah. I mean, look, I'm I wear a mask. I'm all for wear. I wore a ma- at at the grand jury. Uh, well, you uh, had to jury sure. selection. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's all those yeah. people. I, I wear a mask, mask on the subway. I have to. And on the subway for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And then and yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the platform. Yeah. And this homeless man comes up to me. And he says, "You got anything to eat or drink?" And he's like, "Not wearing a mask." He comes right up to me. Like. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. See, and he's not subject to any constraints. He has no. Mm-hmm. He has no sense of responsibility. Right. He, I, what are they going to do? They're going to. They're going to fine him. He has no money. They're going to put him in jail. Mm. They don't. They're emptying out the jails. They mm-hmm. go. You know. That's right. So the, it's jails are. It's like out. a free fire zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. True. Coming back to circadian rhythms, it's really important. I tell people. You want a European natural medicine states that our most restorative sleep occurs between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. We should all be in bed by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I know that's by that time, I'm, I've really nodded off at that time. So that's your most deep, restful sleep. Very, what, would, what would become little, of Jimmy Kimmel then? Who's staying up for that? Well, that's the, you know, the other thing is that people often watch that stuff yeah. at, not live because they now have it anytime. You, right. You can download. Right. You can just watch it on demand right. at this point, right? It used to be like staying up for The Tonight Show. I want to watch Johnny Carson tonight. You know, it's like special deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Save it for Friday night if, if they're on Friday night, but don't necessarily do that every night. And for most adults, it's between 68 hours of sleep every night. What gets a lot of people been out of shape is that weekend thing where they go, you know, late night, late night. And then Monday is, oh, so horrible because they they can't fall asleep till late. And then they they, uh, have to be up at at 6 a.m. for work. Mm -hmm. I find that I'm older now. It doesn't matter if I don't go to bed until 3 a.m. I'm still waking up at 5.30 or 6. Right. It just happens. Yes. It just, there's nothing I can do. Yep. It's like an internal alarm yep. clock. Yep. Because yep. my body is used to sleeping by 11 p.m. Yep. And that's, and that's that. That's to the good, I think. It is. It is. It is. You stray from that on the weekend. That's okay. That's fun. 
So the role of melatonin on that is that, you know, taking melatonin a half an hour before desired bedtime yes. can help mm-hmm. to reset your time clock. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Thank you, Kelly. All right. We've got one from Kate. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. <clears throat> I was a longtime patient of yours. I changed her name. Okay. In the 1990s. To protect the innocent. Of course. Right. <laughs> so, Kate, uh, back in the 1990s, was a patient of yours, was diagnosed with chronic fatigue, fatigue syndrome along with Epstein-Barr. It's kind of related to Epstein-Barr, isn't it? Chronic yeah, fatigue? Yeah, I mean, it goes kind of... Yeah. I mean, these days, we don't... Uh, that's a little passe to say... Right. You know, we used to refer to it as Epstein-Barr syndrome, right. but it's... But it's more complicated than that. So Kate says, I was so tired I could barely move. You discovered my body didn't handle certain foods very well and got me to stop eating those foods. You also gave me an interesting recipe for a drink that contained psyllium, bentonite, and oil, and -hmm. a few other things. It was a miracle drink. Yeah. I felt so much better after using that. What were the ingredients? Because I lost the recipe. What this does is really... it. it, supports the concept of the microbiome, which mm. we didn't use that word very much in the 90s. Yeah. We're, now it's very au courant to talk about the microbiome as the source of well-being in so many ways. And in fact, they did a big study recently, uh, came out last year, mm-hmm. uh, which relates the severity of COVID to the condition of the microbiome. It also relates cardiovascular wellness and cardiovascular outcomes to the balance of bacteria in the intestinal tract. Yeah. So. Chronic fatigue syndrome, yes, it could be microbiome related. So what I gave her was uh, Sony number seven and nine. Mm. It's spelled Mm S-O-N-N-E. And uh, the website is sonase, S-O-N-N-E-S dot com. Mm. And there they talk about number nine. Sounds like love potion number nine. Right, right. uh, (laughs) Number nine is an intestinal cleanser Mm -hmm. that is um, a psyllium product. Uh, and seven is bentonite. Yeah. And those two in combination with one, the bentonite is a little constipating, so you might want to take some psyllium with it. And then I think we added some MCT oil to that as a kind of a kind of a yes. flush, like a detoxifying flush. Mm-hmm. And that MCT is so good for energy. You used and also good for supporting the microbiome, the beneficial yeah. bacteria, because the medium chain triglycerides act as a fuel for good bacteria. Yeah. So, uh, you know, through a combination of, you know, diet change and perhaps supplements and then Mm -hmm. the intestinal cleanse, she seemed to have gotten beyond that. Now, if you want to learn about that combo, uh, just go to S-O-N-N-E-S, sonase.com. It's a very old-fashioned product Mm -hmm. that um, I think goes back to... Um, what's the name of that uh, natural healer who was channeling stuff at uh, Virginia Beach? Um, together we usually have a brain, but um, huh? No, in Virginia Beach. You know, Are you, you know about Virginia. Liz Lipsky? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm talking about the guy who was. Uh, mm-hmm. Look it up. Uh, the. Natural Edgar healing. Casey. Edgar Casey. Oh. It's, an, it, it's one of Edgar Casey's details. And supposedly he, he channeled this with his, he had no formal medical training, but he had these visions. He would do these sort of vision quests. It was like a, and he, he had a cult-like following in Virginia Beach. 
Wow. Virginia Beach actually has a home, which is a museum for Edgar Cayce. Um, he was an American clairvoyant who claimed uniquely to channel his own higher self. Uh, his channeling sessions happened in a trance state. And among his insights, which I think is incredibly uh, forward thinking, is that the gut had something to do with healing. Uh, wow. He also, uh, you know, he produced a whole line of products, including something called Thymol, which is thymoquinone, which is an antiseptic uh, wow. mouthwash and throat gargle, uh-huh. which is a natural antimicrobial. Uh, he came up with some very good things. He also came up with castor oil patches, oh, uh, packs, packs, which, you, which yeah. you apply externally for abdominal pain. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we give that sometimes to patients who have uh, IBS mm-hmm. or patients who have uh, pain due to ulcerative colitis. I mean, it doesn't heal the problem, but it, it ameliorates it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just fascinating um, stuff that he came up with. I think that wow. the Sone products are uh, an outgrowth of his trance-like visions. So, um, Isn't that something? Yeah, Edgar Cayce. Um, that name does ring a bell. Okay. Okay. How wonderful to be able to channel your higher self and get that wisdom. Yeah, Isn't I have that to, something? I have to just read up on stuff. I'm sorry. I don't have that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I had to go to medical school and, right. you know. To, and, and do all, and become a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Kate, thank you for that question. So Good there point you go. in which to mm. uh, to tease to part two because we are running short on time for part one. So what questions are we going to tackle in part two? Could the athletic yoga that I was practicing cause my severe spinal stenosis? Ooh, you're the yoga expert. Maybe uh, you've got some insight into that question. Mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with uh, Layla Mutin, who is our nutritionist in residence. And we're answering your questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. We've got more to come in part two. Hang on.